Hello everybody, it's Sam Zickman and David Redden here with our weekly look at the NFL in America with uh, Sam and the big man. Sam Zickman, good evening, sir. How are you? Uh, David, it's great to be with you tonight uh, after what was an interesting week two of NFL. Uh, tell you what, there were some, some fantastic matchups, some wonderful performances. Uh, I could not uh, pull myself away from uh, the coverage on uh, on on Monday and Tuesday, but wow, what a week! And I'm very excited to be chatting NFL with you tonight. Indeed, um, got a lot to get through. We're not going to spend a lot amount of time, a lot of time on too many games that were played last week. There are a couple that were just wonderful. We will always look at Dallas with Sam's team being Dallas, and of course they've gone to Los Angeles and won. But Sam, I reckon just about the best game of the weekend were the bookend games. New York and Washington on Friday morning was a phenomenal game of sport. What a game this was in Landover and Maryland. How the the, the uh, Washington football team ended up winning, and, and they gave up the only t- uh, turnover. Washington winning um, 30-29 at the death, and it was an extraordinary game. Some of the things that happened in this game were amazing, but I thought the Giants actually stood up pretty well. I was actually quite impressed with uh, Daniel Jones and the way he way he went about his work in this game. And equally, I was impressed with Heineke. I mean, he threw the ball 46 times, which is an amazing amount of throws for, for a quarterback that, you know, was coming in in relief with Fitzpatrick from last week. But it was a really solid game from two teams in a division that, you know, we've in some ways might have a little bit of a laugh at in the last couple of years. And I know my Cowboys playing it, but it hasn't always been the best football uh, in the NFC East. And, you know, you wouldn't put this right up there as one of the great games, but there were some really good performances. And it was a, it was great to see Saquon Barkley come back and have a good performance, you know, returning from injury. He's going to take a little while to get going. But I was impressed with Washington getting that over the line and in a different way than we would have expected. We would have expected them to have kept, the, you know, the Giants to, you know, in the teens or low 20s for their score. But that's not the way this worked. They, you know, it was a, it was a higher scoring game. The what? Washington... Defense has not quite been what we thought it might have been at the start of the year, and the quarterback play was okay. So a different way of winning. Um, what about the end of the game? <laughs> Talk everybody through what happened right at the death with the last field goal. That was unbelievable. Oh, it's just crazy how some of these things play out in games where you've got you know you you play what this massive game of footy. There's so many things that happen, and then it comes down to a, to a final field goal, and they talk about. You know, field goals and their importance in games, but <laughs> this one was a this one was certainly an interesting finish, and I was probably happy with the result. I think you know Washington um, are going to be more of a challenge for for the Cowboys this year. So in some ways, it may have been better. It, it may have been better if um, if the first field goal had stuck, but no, they got a second chance and banged it through. Cincinnati and Chicago, um, perhaps a um, yeah, interesting one here. Joe Burrow picked off in three consecutive passes in this one. Chicago just holding on 20-17. to 17. Um, Cleveland defeated Houston 31-21. Houston actually playing okay football for the start. They've got a big game tomorrow morning. Um, Cleveland, although Mayfield only threw for 213, Chubb 95 yards on the ground. Cleveland for mine, can, oh, you can see them getting, it's going to get better and better. They're good. That AFC North's a great division. Los Angeles Rams went to Indianapolis and just won 27-24. Um, and Sam's, Sam's uh, 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 no, actually, the wrong Los Angeles I'm talking about. The Rams have got a massive... What, with, the, with the Rams, David, their, yes. their defense is not the same defense it was either. They no, the best, the best defense in America is in Philly, which we'll talk about in a minute. Their, their defense is amazing. But the Rams, different side, 
That there's no way they would have given up uh, 24 to a team like the Colts, and the Colts are ordinary. Um, no Philip Rivers and whatever else. Um, yes, you're right. There's certain think there's patterns here that are forming. And certainly, I think the one thing concerning for you as a Dallas fan is that Philadelphia's defense looks like it looks like it's lights out. Unbelievable. There's some some of these preseason scripts that you know we talk about. They just don't play out. I mean, everyone thought with the Rams that they you know they plugged the quarterback gap. They were going to do. They were going to have less interceptions. They were going to have better quarterback play. You know, potentially more cerebral quarterback play. Uh, and they're going to have this solid defense, and the defense has fallen away, and the offense has been reasonable. But you know, the fact that the Rams are sneaking over the line and undermanned Colts teams not a great sign. I mean, I know I was very big on the Rams. I picked them. You know, David, you're on Seattle, and that yep. looks like it might be the smart play now. But I've been very surprised at the lack of potency from the Rams defense because I'd held them up as being the number one defense coming into this season, and then it hasn't played out that way so far. And, of course, they've got a nice easy game this week, Tampa Bay. Thank you very much at SoFi, luckily for them. Buffalo absolutely destroyed Miami. Chua was out within the first couple of minutes with crook ribs. Buffalo belted them 35 blot, got themselves back on the board in the AFC East. And that becomes an important win because the Patriots destroyed the Jets 25-6. to Poor old Zach Wilson getting picked off repeatedly by New England. Um, big articles about how conservative New England have been offensively, but it's working for them. And Jones is continuing to play sensible, smart, professional football. Yeah, Seven... so I'll tell you, I, I, Zach Jones, I watched, I watched a fair bit of that game. They Zach Wilson or Zach Jones? Sorry, uh, Zach Wilson. Yep. Zach Wilson. Um, they they went into protection mode on him. He threw four picks, but he threw four picks in half footy. Like they really like there was nothing that could have got picked off in the set. He could have had eight interceptions, David, on in that game. That's a real worry, you know, off the back of Sam Donald and, and all the issues they've had and if they got it wrong again because he looked he looked a fish out of water in that game. Yep. Um, and yeah, they they went super conservative in the second half. Something you and I both love our college football. Um, Zach Wilson doesn't come from a massive football school. He comes from BYU. Great, great football team. They really are very good. But BYU don't get tested against Alabama and Georgia and Clemson and Florida and Texas A&M and, and Arkansas and all these, um, Notre Dame, Michigan. They play over there in the West. And Wilson comes in. There's another bloke down there, um, Jaren Williams, who's now the quarterback at BYU, who's a real talent, and they're tipping him to be a high draft pick. Look, I'm not off Wilson. I'd be, I'd love to. Be, let's just hope it works out for him. But he, yes, he looked like a fish out of water. Looked at it like a deer in headlights. And I can just imagine Belichick, who absolutely hates the Jets, just in glee after that game, especially giving up only six points. San Francisco went to Philly. Philly putting up a decent performance second week in a row. San Francisco just getting home 17-11. Vegas over Pittsburgh. This is a big win. The Raiders. Have the Raiders turned the corner? Well, they've beaten Baltimore and Pittsburgh. So they've beaten two AFC North teams in a row, Sam. And this was in in Pittsburgh. That's big for the Raiders. That really is. It did. It cemented that first win against Baltimore, which is, you know, in the form line that we'll talk about in what was an absolute classic game in oh. a little while. Oh. It, it's great for Vegas. They're, they're back. Are they back, David? Are Vegas the real deal? Look, you'd like to think so. That AFC West is going to be phenomenally competitive. Because you know what? They could all play. They could all seriously play. Denver's gone away east side for two weeks. They haven't been at mile high yet, and they've won two in a row, admittedly against average opposition. But 
Um, yeah, look, Vegas appear to be the real deal. Maybe they have turned a corner after a long time. But if you'd have told them at the start of the season they'd beaten Baltimore and Pittsburgh to start the season, they would have taken that and run. They wouldn't have gone Absolutely. in. Absolutely, yeah, and they're dangerous. And um, so Henry Ruggs the third, he would he's the benefit of just how good Darren Waller is. Everyone who's who's a receiver for Vegas ends up with a matchup they like because they have to double team Waller. He is. I would almost say he's the best tight end in the game right now. I don't know he only had five for sixty-five uh, in this particular game, but that's because he had two. He had two players on him for the entire game. He's an absolute superstar. Yep, I love watching him play. He's got a great backstory. I don't know if you saw David when they before the Monday night game last week. They talked a bit about his battles, um, you know, with with some challenges he's had in his life. Obviously, starting in Baltimore and then you know coming across to off the practice squad to the Raiders, and he's unbelievable. Uh, as a player, and I really enjoy watching him play because he's all energy and he's he's a difference maker. It absolutely is, and and like Ruggs is no mean athlete himself. This is the one that we were speaking about how good Jameis Winston was in week one, and I said I'd I'd want to see him over more weeks. Um, Sam Darnold, two wins to start his career in Carolina, very good. New Orleans getting pogoed by Carolina, twenty six seven. Denver went to Jacksonville and won their second game on on the road, 23-13. Teddy Bridgewater, 325 yards. Courtland Sutton, 159 yards catching. 60 yards, if you don't mind. Thank you. Sammy's man, I don't want to talk much about this because this, if you know Minnesota football history, their whole franchise, sorry, the whole franchise's history is a tale of woe and missed bloody field goals. And what happened? Minnesota missed one from 37 yards to win. Oh, that was so tough to watch. Oh, mate. For your team, and I ride, oh. I ride them as well because they're your team, and oh. I just couldn't believe Everything was set up, and it's just field goal kicking in Minnesota. Oh, well. and this is indoors on grass in perfect weather. Arizona 34-33. Minnesota not disgraced by any means because Arizona are serious talents. Um, no, look, they, they picked off Kyler Murray twice, which was a good performance. And occasionally he's wayward, but you know, I'll, I'll take the good with the bad with him because he's a superstar. And there's two quarterbacks that are, you know, we'll talk about it in the game of the week who, who we've already alluded to that, that are ahead of him. But there's not many more that are. But uh, besides that, Kyler Murray is a superstar. This is going to sound strange in the next game, but I think Tampa Bay won't be pleased. They put on 48, which I'll give you. Then they were great. But they led 28-10 and they let Atlanta didn't give up on them. And you wouldn't expect that at this level. But Atlanta um, ended up scoring 25 points. And Tampa now, in two wins, has given up a fistful of points. And their defense is much vaunted. They're going into SoFi Stadium this yeah. week. Go on. Yeah, Tom Brady's on, on pace to throw about 80 touchdowns this year. It's unbelievable. I don't think Tampa will be let score 48 at SoFi Stadium. I just can't see no, it happening. No. Absolutely not. And you're right. You don't want to lead 25 points in two quarters to the Falcons. No, you, you don't. don't. Want to do that because you won't. You won't win. You won't. They won't win the conference with that type of defense with the teams they're going to come up against. And Brady can throw as many touchdowns as he likes, but you know that's a worry. And you know Kansas City and Baltimore are in the same boat, and we'll talk about them in a minute. They're in the same boat. Absolutely. Game of the round. Here we go. Da- the Dallas Cowboys Not went quite. to SoFi Stadium, the magnificent SoFi Stadium, and um, did a very good job despite Justin Herbert throwing for 338. Dallas 20, Los Angeles Chargers 17. And that's a very big win for the Cowboys. So they've been they've beaten the Chargers, which is a solid win. They've gone within a Bulls Raw beating Tampa. There's some coverage on ESPN today, which is ridiculous. Are the Dallas Cowboys good enough to win the Super Bowl? Well, at the moment, no, they're not. 
but that's a big win. They've kept pace with Philly. They've kept pace with Washington. It's actually a huge win for them. Uh, Sam, over to you on your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching this game, and most of it was because uh, my, my other favourite player, Justin Herbert, played against the Cowboys, but we managed to get the win. So I, I, I can wax lyrical about this game because I really enjoyed it. I was pleased to see... Um, I'm always going to call it a video game because some of the stuff that Herbert does, it's unbelievable what, what he can do. But at the moment, and maybe it's because he's a new quarterback and a new offensive play caller, but they're, they're not really getting the reward for the effort um, and, and the plays. You know, only 17 points that they didn't score many more in week one, which is really surprising because when you watch them play, you just expect that they're going to have 30 plus points. But their, their problem is. Uh, at the moment, they're terrible on third down, and they're actually not very good in the red zone either. So they've got some challenges. Um, and fortunately for my Cowboys, Greg, um, um, Zerline was able to, to bang what a 57-yard field goal to win uh, after some very questionable clock management um, by the Cowboys. But, but well, you know, there's a story to that, though. There's a story. Mike McCarthy, the clock, did you know this? The no. clocks at SoFi went on the blink. He couldn't see the clock. That's the backstory to this. Oh, there must have been something because it was just a crazy management of the clock to end up, you know. So that that with what happened there, there's a big article about it. They didn't complain, but the the, the NFL's dirty on the people who run SoFi because McCarthy's got every right to see clocks because that's all his whole game. Yes, they were that was like this, Sam. They couldn't see him. So look, big win for Dallas. Really, really important win, and that's a solid win for them. And of course, they've. They haven't been in Texas yet. That's, so it's a, they've come away one and one. Tennessee and Seattle, what a fun... The last, these last next couple of games were fantastic. Seattle's got issues. If they're giving Ryan Tannehill 348, um, and, of course, Derek Henry helped me, Ronda, 182 yards. Seattle, I tip Seattle, they cannot even make the NFC Conference Final if their defence is like that. Tennessee, 33, Seattle, 30 in overtime. However, as I said, Ryan Tannehill for the Titans, 347 yards in the air. And Derrick Henry, who, Sam, is it fair to say he's the best running back in the NFL at the moment? I think he has to be. The performance that he put on in the second half of that game was just an absolute clinic of, of NFL football. He was unstoppable. Um, you know, he was running with ease. And because he was running so well, it, it gave Tannehill the opportunity to be picking them apart as well because actually, he's so worried about Derrick Henry. Now, on the other side of the field, you've got Tyler Locker, who's almost becoming the best wide receiver in the game with the impact that he has. Um, so, look, a fitting outcome for overtime. Surprising result, but, you know, both teams one and one and with a job to do now because they're, they're not in easy divisions. And, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens with these two moving forward. But, look, I'd just give the ball to Derek Henry and just let him do the job if I was the, uh, the Titans. I think Tennessee will win their division reasonably comfortably. Seattle's the one that's got... That's the toughest issue in America, that NFC West. Goodness me. Um, now, what a game of football this next game was. It was the Sunday night game. That, so, for those of you that don't know, there's a Sunday night game played at about 10 or a quarter past 8 at night East Coast time that the whole country watches. And it's the way that they finish off a huge day of football. Kansas City and Baltimore. This game in Baltimore. Um, home of one of the best television shows I've ever seen. Homicide Life on the Street was set in Baltimore and filmed there. Baltimore 36, Kansas City 35 in an unbelievable offensive game. Baltimore, who pride themselves on defense, will not, they'll be happy with the win, but 
can both of these sides, if they want to be in the AFC Conference final, have got to do something about their their defence. But Sam, what a game this was! This is so exciting to watch, and it turned in that second half. It, it, it will struggle to get a better game for the year, and I know both teams, you know, let in a lot of points, but I, I think it's off the back of these are the best two quarterbacks in the game uh, for me. I, I thought, considering the start, you know, Lamar throws a throws a pick six. Um, you know, you don't, you just don't give points to Mahomes, uh, and especially eleven point leads in the in the last in the last quarter. You just don't give him that and win. It just does not happen, and it only happened in this case because Lamar is a freak. He can run, he can throw, he makes good decisions. I mean, that crazy jump throw over the top was something to behold. Oh, how hectic was that? The turnovers also helped Baltimore, but turnovers, that's how you win football games. But that jump throw, if anybody watches it, good. I reckon he's thrown that from almost seven foot high. That was, was ridiculous. Crazy. I mean, look, if Clay Edwards-Hilaire doesn't uh, fumble the ball, I mean, look, look, the last three sequences for the Chiefs were pick, punt, fumble. And, and that's why they—that's why Baltimore were able to come back. Um, for me, um, the play of the game, David, was that fourth down play uh, to win the game. It's so gutsy. It's courageous. You—you you know, you're up by a point. You're on your side of the field. You've got Patrick Mahomes on the other side. There's a minute to go. It's a fourth and one. That's the game, and they put it in Lamar's hands. And I was so happy to see it because. You know, when you think about, you know, the old adage, you know, do what your opposition doesn't want you to do, I don't think they wanted them to run that fourth down play because that was the game. And equally, whoever out of these two has the ball last is going to win. You know, we saw that. That's with, right. Um, yeah, we saw that with the Patriots and the Chiefs a few years back in that overtime game. In minus 15 in Kansas City where I think Burkhead right. scored the a rushing touchdown because they had the ball first. That's right, yes. They got the ball. So it's like whoever gets the ball last wins. So I, I honestly believe if Baltimore punt that ball or don't get the, don't get the fourth down conversion, Mahomes leads them to a, to a field goal, no doubt, or a touchdown. So Harbaugh asked Jackson. They've actually got, they've actually got video on the, it was on the mic. Do you want to go for it? And like Jackson said, yeah. And it was gutsy. It was at home. And they had to do it because they'd been resold the week before by the Raiders. So, but phenomenal. Just amazing television with all these superior athletes running around. You, you realise how blessed you are sometimes. Like Torek Hill, one of the most explosively fast players I think I've ever seen. I have to go back to people like Deion Sanders to find people as jet quick as him. But what a game of football this was. And on Monday night, again, Detroit played one half of football. And the hope for them is that they can continue on. They were right in it at halftime, and then the Packers put them away 35-17 at Lambeau. The Packers will still not... They've got issues, although they did defend to 17 points this time. Rogers back in some sort of form. Pretty much a standard victory for um, for Green Bay, but they got the job done, Sam. Um, that's pretty much all you can say. So the standings... We'll just go through the divisions where there is a clear leader. Um, now, in the AFC West, we've got two undefeated sides, the Raiders and the Broncos. Uh, that's most surprising there. Down to the NFC South. So both, this is unexpected. Carolina and Tampa are 2-0. and And then the NFC West, the Niners and the Rams uh, are also um, undefeated. And in Sam's um, NFC uh, East division, uh, again, we thought this would be competitive. The New York Giants behind the eight ball now and Dallas, Philly and Washington all on one and one. And as I said, Philadelphia's given up 23 points in two games. Uh, the Broncos have given up 26. Buffalo's given up 23. But the f- people at Philadelphia will be very pleased. And I think that will be a major concern 
in the divisional games is how good Philly's defense is, Sammy, because if they keep that up, they're going to be bloody hard to stop. Yeah, it's that we thought it was going to be who who had the better line, either Washington defense or Dallas offense, and it's now appearing like it's Philly's defense or Dallas's offense. So, yeah, I think it's down to those two, but it could be tight. You know, there's there's three reasonable teams in that division now. There are. Sam, I'm going to play you a snippet. Um, I'm going to set the scene for those of you. I love my college football. I've just got back in it. Sam and I talk about it a lot. In fact, you can't see this, everyone, but I'm wearing a University of Texas shirt at the moment. And there was a game of football on the weekend with something that I think is one of the more most athletic things I've ever seen. So I'll set the scene for you. It's 4th and 18. It's Oklahoma and Nebraska in Norman and Oklahoma. Oklahoma's winning 23 to 9. And Nebraska go for it on 4th and 18. What you're about to hear is a description from America's best college football commentator, Gus Johnson, who's a genius, of the most ridiculous interception I think I've ever seen. This is Odell Beckham. Have you seen this yet, Sam? Okay, you've got to go and... So if you get a chance, just go and type in on YouTube. You might even have an opportunity. Go and type in Oklahoma DB DJ Graham Insane Interception. Okay, that's on YouTube. Now, I'm going to play it and just listen to this and listen to the commentators. And if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. Here we go, everyone. Listen to this. Martinez steps up. Throws. Oh, what an interception! Oh my gosh, DJ Graham, give it out, Odell. So he's referred to Odell Beckham there, but if if you get a chance to watch this on YouTube or on any highlights, it is the most extraordinary athletic display I think I've seen in years. I'm, oh, I'm, it's amazing. Have you it's seen, amazing. just seen, yeah, how yeah, good yeah, is that, Sam? It. Oh, it's, wow, wow. I thought I'd share that with you because we love our college football and We'll probably talk a little bit about it when the final, the playoffs come up, if you've got time for me. But that is ridiculous. So if you get a chance that to watch it, unbelievable. That is, as I said, that is one of the most athletic. I've got it sort of. If you can understand, he's put off an interception in midair, parallel to the ground, with his wrong hand coming the same direction as the football. It's and he's just and he's just plucked it and he's just holding it in his hand as he stands up. You you have got to see it to believe it, everybody. Sam's just seen it for the first time. I reckon I've watched it fifteen times. It's what makes football great. It really is. So get a chance to watch it. Just go in and type in Oklahoma DB, DB, DJ Graham, insane interception. It is ridiculous, isn't it, Sam? There's no other way to describe it. It is. It's almost, I'm going to say, it's better than Odell's catch. Yep, because he's going the same direction as the footy while Odell, the ball was coming out of his hand. Anyway, you'll see. I'm against my Cowboys, so I might be (laughs) lying. Yes, at the Meadowlands. Okay. We won't go through every game here, but here are the games, ladies and gentlemen. So I'll talk in, a, in American times. Thursday Night Football, which is tomorrow morning Australian time, Carolina visits Houston, and that's a really interesting game because Houston's been quite competitive so far. Carolina's first turn on the road. Washington football team has a massive task heading to Buffalo. That's a big game. Chicago at Cleveland, near neighbours. Baltimore at Detroit, and the Ravens will be looking to feast upon them. Divisional rivalry here, Indianapolis at Tennessee and Nashville. The Los Angeles Chargers, another divisional game at Arrowhead. Goodness me. Huge against game. Kansas City, Huge it game. is. New Orleans at New England. We'll speak about New England in a minute because Sam and I will be talking about something next week that's going to blow your mind in New England. Atlanta at the New York Giants at the Meadowlands. The Giants have got a win. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. That game's in Pittsburgh. Arizona at Jacksonville. New York Jets at Denver. And the Den- Denver will be looking to go 3-0 there. Miami at Las Vegas, and the Raiders will be confident. Tampa Bay at the Rams at SoFi. Help me, Ronda. 
Seattle and Minnesota. Again, a team that Minnesota doesn't have good memories about playing Seattle in Minnesota. Green Bay at San Francisco. Aaron Rodgers going to play next to his childhood home, and he went to university at Cal, at Berkeley, I'm sorry. Um, Green Bay at San Francisco. And then the Monday night game is a very, very important game, and we will talk about this at some length, is Sammy's Dallas in their first home game hosting Philly. What a game that is. Sam, just a couple of games. Have a, to talk me through a couple of games that you wanted to, to, to focus on in, in this week's games that you think are of great interest. Yeah, look, uh, again, I'm going uh, to start with the rivalry uh, game of the week, which has to be the Eagles and the Cowboys. Let's go. Going to be, yeah, it's going to be a great game. Um, I just think it's going to come down to that battle between how the defense goes, whether they can, you know, whether they can hold up against Dak. It was good to see Zeke um, and Pollard getting some plays. Yep. Uh, look, uh, the duel between Jalen Hurts and Dak will be great to watch. The Cowboys surprisingly have had, um, you know, they've had some injuries on their offensive line and their defensive line, in fact. But this, you know, if they can get healthy, you know, Zach Martin was back this week. Uh, I think they're going to be in really good shape for this game. Uh, I'm Boyd. Uh, I'm Boyd, by the way, they're playing, and I feel like there'll be an opportunity to, to get the win here, which is going to be much needed. I'm, I'm much happier that they're playing at home because I think it's very tough to play. Uh, very tough to play at the Eagles, and it's important to get a lead in this division. So I'm expecting a shootout of sorts, maybe mid-30s to high 20s for Cowboys to get over the line. And if they do win, with Washington being in Buffalo and the the Giants uh, can't... Dallas could be on top of the division. That's what it comes down to, because I'm not convinced that Washington, with Buffalo having their first week where they were poor and then destroying Miami. Buffalo Buffalo will not want to be beaten twice at home, and I can't see Washington beating them at home. Washington aren't a bad side, but they're not a great side. That game on Thursday night was phenomenal to watch, but the two teams are average. Um, the Browns the will be... I, will mention, I should have mentioned this then, is just how good Michael Parsons has been for Dallas, being picked up. He's just unbelievable. He's They're putting him everywhere across the, the defensive line. He's playing... Outside uh, of the line, he's playing as a pass rate. He's just—he's unbelievable. He's a great pickup. He picked five or six in the draft, and he's been phenomenal. Um, look, one of the some of the highlights in there, um, certainly uh, Los Angeles and Can. The, the, sorry, the Chargers, the Los Chargers, LA Chargers, Chargers, and the Chiefs. Huge, huge at Guy. I can't call it Guy Hartfield. Sorry, it's Arrowhead. I've known it as Arrowhead since I lived in America, so it's Arrowhead. Um, that's massive, and Kansas City will not want to lose two on the hop. Los Angeles Chargers will, and they hate each other. That that AFC West division, they it's like the NFCs. They really hate each other, and uh, they they've both got to win pretty much. So that'll be desperate. Tampa will be tested at SoFi. I think they're favourites, but that's a big game. The 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 the, the betting line is close. Los Angeles Rams at two dollars, Tampa at one dollar eighty. Um, at this magnificent SoFi Stadium, which in seven years' time will host some of the Olympic Games. There'll be football, archery, and ceremonies at this extraordinary stadium. If, if you ever you get a chance, ladies and gentlemen, to have a look at football on there, just look at the place. It looks beyond belief. It's just superb. Um, Minnesota's got to win. I'm not sure they will against Seattle, but they've got to win to keep pace. That's going to be a really good game. That, I've got that on my top five games for the weekend ahead. That, that's on the list for me, sitting in fourth spot. I think that's going to be a really good game. I'm interested to see if the um, yeah if the Vikings can make any inroads into just the wonderful offensive performance that, that's been pulled together at the moment by uh, by Russell Wilson and the and the. Um, and Seattle. And remember, the Vikings themselves scored 33 points last week. So their offense is going... You, when you score 30, that's not a bad performance in this league. Um, Tennessee, I think, will get over Indianapolis. Baltimore will wallop Detroit. 
Um, Detroit, if Detroit's going to just keep on building and go and play for three quarters in the three and a half and be competitive. Um, the I other one that should be of interest, and not because the teams are any good, but I just love watching whenever the Bengals play the Steelers, something happens. It's such a physical contest. They're massive rivals. Uh, I enjoy watching those two go about. They don't, they, again, they, they're not, if you don't know where they are, they're not actually terribly far from one another. One's in southern Ohio, one's in western Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania and Ohio have got a border, and they hate each other. They they really don't. They traditional rivals. Yes, you're right. Something always happens. The other one can, can we call it the audition game where Packers are playing the 49ers? Possibly, it is possibly. Green Bay is convincing no one at at the moment. If Green Bay do this, remember San Francisco's two and zero. This is a massive game for the Packers. Let's see how where they are. But it's New England's game that interests me, I suppose, because of the week after, which we'll talk about in a sec. They've got New Orleans up there. Belichick will dial up the pressure on Jameis Winston, make him uncomfortable, get him out of the pocket. Um, I'm actually, uh, I'm not convinced with New Orleans yet, and I bet you they're not, but I think New England will win that. But that segues into next week, and there's a reasonable game for New England in in week four, Sammy. Would you like to give our our listeners a preview of what we're going to be talking about next week, probably ad infinitum? Well, I think this is the game, I and mean, we talked about it in our preseason coverage, that this is the game. I mean, you, David, you pointed out that it just, it just happens to fall on a public holiday for us, which works out beautifully. But it is going to be the return uh, to Foxborough for Tom Brady and his Buccaneers. And interestingly, it's the Sunday night game in America. So it's the night, it's the nationwide game. It's Tampa in New England, and that's in week four. So we'll talk about that more next week. That's right. I think that the key thing is going to be, oh, I just can't imagine he gets booed. I can't imagine it. I feel like they're going to be really receptive. I feel like they're going to soak up and enjoy him being there. But it is Boston, so we'll wait and see. The media on that, the whole week will just be tampering. It'll just be tampering New England. And, of course, Tampa will be on this second part of their road trip there. Sam, look, some great games this week. Um, look, that Green Bay-San Francisco game, which is the nationwide game on, on Monday morning, or Monday lunchtime pretty much, will be a great game. Some other phenomenal games there. But look, I think Los Angeles and Kansas City will be a beauty. And of course, Sammy will be glued to the set um, with Philly and Dallas playing on Tuesday our time. Massive game in that um, very, very tough NFC East. Sammy, anything else from you before we bid, 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 bid everyone good night? No, I think that's I think that's that's a that's good coverage. I think we've um, we've got some great games to look forward to this week, um, and then what a massive one we've got to prepare for. So we can't get ahead of ourselves. Let's enjoy week three. Yep. Um, we don't get too many NFL weeks every year, so we must soak them up. But I'm, yeah, very much looking forward to Monday, and then obviously being able to sit back and uh, and watch the standalone game on Tuesday. Hundred percent, Sam Zickman. Thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking NFL. I'm really enjoying these NFL podcasts. The opportunity to talk with someone who loves it as much as you do and knows as much, you know, about ninety-seven times as much as I do. So it's great just to sit there and listen and to you definitely talk. Definitely not true, <laughs> not true no. but it is. It we is. love. It's great. It's great it chatting is. NFL. We're both so passionate about the game and. Yeah, it's a wonderful opportunity. So thank just you. once again, for those of you that don't know, I was actually doing this on my own last year, and the great man Sam said, "David, could I get involved with you?" And it's the one of the best decisions we've both made because I absolutely love doing this every week. It's great fun, and it is the most competitive football in the world. This and the um, European Cup are the two best football leagues in the world, and this is just great. So it's uh, fantastic. On behalf of Sam Zickman, this is David Redden. That's been the Sam and the Big Man podcast for this week. Enjoy your football on the weekend, and again, that highlight game on Tuesday our time, Philly and Dallas in Arlington. From Sam, it's this is David. Bye all.